Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, make mine marvel. Yes, I think it's going to be a marvelous episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It should be a pretty... I, I, I can't top that. I can't top your Marvel pun. <laughs> well, you know, Excelsior, Marvel Zombies and all that Stanley stuff. Well, uh, our listeners may have guessed already what we're doing for our top five episode this week. They probably actually did because when you download the episode, it, it says it right there in the title. Yeah, DC movies. <laughs> Assuming they didn't read that, Phil, why don't you tell people what we're going to be talking about in this mini episode? We're going to be doing our top five Marvel movies. Uh, it's, it's not... And it's not going to be based on the the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, not just that, but we're going to be looking at all films which have been based on a Marvel comic since they've been doing that. Yeah, obviously we could have stuck with just the the official Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is like your Avengers, Iron Man, all those movies. Uh, but we thought, well, let's go back to the beginning and include all of the Marvel movies because there's a lot of them and some of them are pretty good, even before Marvel started tying them all together into one giant universe. So uh, we're going back to the beginning and we'll see how many of those other films show up on the list. I think I have one or two myself. Yes, yeah, I do, I do as well. All right. So, uh, Phil, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Give us your number five. Okay. Well, my, my number five is actually, it's there's two films, but it's they both, in my mind, they basically got the Marvel movies started at two different time periods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my first one is uh, well, five five A, as it were, is Blade uh-huh. from nineteen ninety eight from New Line Cinema, starred uh, Wesley Snipes as the half human, half vampire vampire hunter. Uh, which I, I watched it again recently, and I, th- I think it still holds up. The, apart from the effects, a bit dodgy, but I really liked it. It was lots of lots of fun. The opening scene in the nightclub with all the blood pouring down and just great and and Snipes' blade is just fantastic, good action scenes. I just really liked it. And that sort of there'd been a few films before. Uh like it'd been the, the Punisher in eighty nine and Captain America in nineteen ninety. But Blade in nineteen eight, which was two years before the X Men movie, it sort of it just I, I remember watching it going, Wow, yeah, we're gonna get these things. I'm what a what a one to pick as well for like a Marvel movie. Right. Bla- I was thought Blade was pretty cool. Yeah. But just to have him as the one they went with. Uh, I, I I mean I like Blade Two as well and I like bits of uh, Blade Trinity. Yeah. And I just I was it's a shame. Well I, they could still bring Blade back as Wesley Snipes. I think they keep talking about maybe rebooting him, but I could see him easily turning up. You know, maybe you could have a Doctor Strange where suddenly vampires there and then Wesley Snipes just turns up and does his Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be awesome. But yeah, I, I feel like that that was the one which it's sort of maybe it's a little bit forgotten by some people, but it's the one which I, I feel started the whole Marvel movie ball. You know the slow, the slow ball rolling until we have what we've got today, which that brings me to the other five B, which is Iron Man, uh-huh. which uh, you know, two thousand eight, Robert Downey Jr. builds the suit of armor in the, in the cave, and that, that was the one which got the the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper going. Yeah, I think again, Iron Man wasn't that well known outside of you know the comic book audience, uh, so it was a good one. To, it was a surprising one to choose with as what for Marvel Studios to go with, but as we all know, it ended up being great. I mean. Largely, I think, due to Robert Downey, the superb 
casting but having Robert Downey Jr. Oh, absolutely. It's just, I mean, he's he's the glue which holds it all together. And if it hadn't been, if Iron Man hadn't been as good as it was or successful as it was, then we wouldn't have this current Marvel Cinematic Universe, which right. is just, I, I think, it's fantastic. Yep. But yeah, Blade and Iron Man, because I, I feel they, they got Marvel movies going. I agree wholeheartedly. I think Blade definitely was the touchstone that kicked everything off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Neither one of them actually made my list, but only because this was a really hard list to put together. Oh, there it are was, yeah. Way yeah, more yeah. than five Marvel movies that I really love, and and those are both among them. But I, I just had I just eke them out. Um, but again, I think this is a list that I could do it again tomorrow, and it would be completely different. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But my number five is not a tie, but I do want to throw a quick uh, a, a quick honorable mention in, um, and it's it's sort of I couldn't decide which way to go. So my honorable mention is every Spider-Man movie that's come out since the Sam Raimi trilogy, which includes Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. all of which I love. I know there's a lot of detractors of the Andrew Garfield films, but I love them, and I thought Homecoming was utterly fantastic. So I'm sort of making all three of those my honorable mention because I don't really love the Sam Raimi films, but I've loved everything since then. Okay. That's my honorable mention. Now, my number five, however, is X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, and the reason I picked this one is I, I love the X-Men. I always have have. It's been one of my favorite comic books since I was a kid, a uh, religious reader of the X-Men comics. Yeah, I love the comic books, X-Men comics. Yeah. That was some of my first comic books Get when I got back into comics again. Right, right, exactly. I like the X-Men films. I like the first one. I like the second one. I, I, I hated the third one. but um, mm-hmm. th- And I liked the first class reboot. This was the first one to me that really felt like th- th- what the X-Men could be. Uh, as a great film. I thought it looked fantastic. I loved the time travel storyline. I liked that they took a beloved storyline from the comics and adapted it. They changed it a lot, but it still kind of got the flavor across. They sort of yeah. cherry-picked all the best characters, and there's just some really great moments. The whole Quicksilver, you know, s- slowing down time when they're breaking Magneto out of prison and stuff. Uh, it's just fantastic, and it was really, it's still to this day, the only X-Men movie that really captures what I love about the X-Men so much. So that's my number five. Yeah, the X-Men films didn't, none of them got on my list, but I know what you mean about X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past, but it's probably the best ones out of them. I feel the very first X-Men just hasn't aged very well at all. Right. But it was great when I saw it at the time going yes. past the X-Men, yes. but they've, I, I feel none of them, though, even those, have quite managed to capture what the X-Men comics have managed to do. Right, right. I, I just... Uh, I, and they always feel like I know they're all connected, but they never feel connected enough. It is all. It always feels a bit messy. Yeah, I get you. I, I, I agree. It, like I said, except yeah. for except for Days of Future Past, I, you know, yeah. there isn't any true breakout one for me. I'd love to see, as with lots of these characters which are known by Marvel Studios, I would love to see the X Men with Marvel Studios, so we could have proper crossovers. Imagine if Civil War, we'd had that. You know, the X Men oh, yeah. involved. As yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. My number four is Deadpool. Very good. Uh, this was the 20th Century Fox one, starring Ryan Reynolds, who was made to be Deadpool. Well, he was, you know, apart from Wolverine X-Men Origins, who I think... Uh, we, we just don't... We pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Although the, the little bit at the start before he gets his mouth sewn up, is sort of... He's got the Wade Wilson thing coming out right, there. Right, right. But uh, no, this the, the 2016 film directed by uh, Tim Miller is just... They got the character. It's one of the most... It's just... They got the comic book character on the big screen and they treated... I like the fact with uh, Deadpool, no matter what, what uh, medium he's in, he always knows that he's a, he's a fictitious character and he knows the medium and he refers to the other different things he's in. And they just it just carried it on. You would think that Deadpool is this actual person who does exist right. in all these different things and Ryan Reynolds is just his avatar, right, basically. Right. But <laughs> it's just... It was, it was funny. 
the plot was great. Uh, the whole thing about the meta commentary about there's only two X Men he sees. Oh, and they finally got Colossus right as well, right. which was awesome. Yes, which I loved because he's always been one of my favorite X Men. Yeah, but it just they got everything right, and you could I, I could quite easily see this Deadpool that we have here cropping up in all the Marvel movies that have ever been made at some point. Right, and because because none of them are R rated or fifteen, he'd always be there having to you know not drop an F bomb here and there, and then getting angry when. The one F bomb allowed in each film is, you know, is taken by Wolverine. Right. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> but say uh, Ryan Reynolds was just absolute genius in this role. Yes, I agree. Well, my number four is also Deadpool. Yay! Yeah, great film. Uh, I mean, you kind of said it all. It's it's so funny. The action sequences are fantastic, and you know, I generally find that origin stories can sometimes be tedious, but this one is not. A because most yeah, people yeah. don't know his origin, and B they just did it in such a way that the action in the film starts right from the beginning. And most yeah. importantly, most importantly for me is that Deadpool, above everything else, is a love story. And I know that sounds. Like silly on the surface, but yeah, yeah. you know, I love that they did some fake marketing, making it look like a romantic, you know, drama. But at the core of the film, what gives it its heart is that love story between Ryan Reynolds and Marina Baccarin. And without that, I think it would still have been a lot of fun, but I don't think it would have resonated with people as much as it did. I don't know that it would have had the longevity yeah, that it did. Yeah. But but giving it that heart just to me. You know, it's because I could I could show that movie to my wife, and I did. I, I had her watch it actually just not that long ago, and she really enjoyed it. And I think without that love story component, I don't think she would have had the same reaction to it. Yeah, well, it's it's the main, it's the whole thrust of the film, is the whole point. Exactly, is just his love for her. Yep, yeah. it drives everything. So that's yeah. what I love about that movie. No, excellent. Very good. Okay, my number three is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Talked about James Gunn and, well, we know this one as well, but, you know, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Lee Bass, Michael Rucker, Karen Gillan, and everybody else. And I've, lo- I've loved the comics. I've loved all all different versions of the Guardians. The original the original line of the Guardians, when Yondu in the comic book, when he was, it was that was his team he was in, uh, up to the, the new versions by, you know, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Uh, and I just... Well, the main thing is, I never ever thought Guardians of the Galaxy would become a film. Right, right. And then, so when I heard it was announced, I was going, okay, this is interesting. And then I was thinking, but it's never going to work. Right. Uh, and then, obviously, it did work, and it was just did amazing things with it. And it was a breath of fresh air. It was something new in terms of comic book movies. It was a big... It was... If the Guardians of the Galaxy never came across any of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd be totally fine with that. There's, you know, there's no reason for... for you know, they, they could just be doing their own cosmic thing all the time and never have any crossover. But it's just this big, big sprawling space opera comedy kind of thing. I just, it was just, it was glorious to watch. Indeed it was. Yeah. All right. Well, my number three is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I know it's a big surprise that a movie with Robert Redford would make it <laughs> make its way onto my list, but I really do love this movie. I think it's my favorite of the, of the Captain America films, all of which I enjoy. But it's just the one that captures... So much stuff in one place. You know, it it has this great storyline with S.H.I.E.L.D. We get to see Captain America in the modern time, you know, really. Obviously, that happened in Avengers 2, but it really kind of took the forefront here. Um, They introduced the Winter Soldier, which was great. They introduced the Falcon, which was great. And then Robert Redford, when I heard he signed on for it, I said, well, this is going to be a great film because Robert Redford wouldn't sign on to do a a superhero movie unless it was really good and and his part was just he was fantastic so you know i love the fact that even this dark kind of like almost 70s style film there's still so much humor and so much character and to me it remains the best of the captain america trilogy and i really do love it an excellent choice and yeah you're right because it was uh there's 
the Winter Soldier storyline in the comics was superb as well. So Absolutely. to see it, them take that and just make that work yep. was great. Yep. No, excellent choice. Okay, my uh, my number two is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like you, I, I enjoyed the Sam Raimi ones, uh, especially the second one. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man I enjoyed. I did, I did like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I thought he was a good Spider-Man. Um, it was nice to see a bit more of the school kind of thing going on, but uh, it didn't quite gel. I think they were trying too hard to make the Spider Universe a thing. I think which which sort of went against it a little bit because right. they're just trying to put too many things in, and you know, and you know, it's foreshadowing and having whole parents be involved in his creation and things. But, but then Spider Man Homecoming came along, and I think they got Spider Man. It's the best version of Spider Man. Tom Holland was just great. The storyline. I thought it was was fantastic. I liked it as well because we'd already seen uh, Spider Man show up in Civil War, so we we hit didn't it wasn't just rehashing an origin story again. Yeah, thank there was, goodness. There was a little bit of mention of it, and the fact we had tie in with that one and it carried on. Uh, seeing having Tony Stark and it was great, and the fact he wasn't in it that much was also good. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton was, I mean, having the Vulture. I wonder how they were going to do the Vulture, and I think they did it. I think they did the right thing for having the vulture in the film. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if they'd gone with the original, you know, the old guy, really old guy in a, the, the wingsuit, it would have been a bit... Uh, right. But it, it was great in having the whole thing tied in with, you know, the aftermath of the Battle of New York from the Avengers film was also great. Right, uh, right. Uh, but just, yeah, they, uh, they nailed Spider-Man. They got it so well. And it was also good having him in school, still have the whole thing, but I'm still in school. Yeah, like instead the of rushing through all that. Spidey. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Obviously, I made it one of my honorable mentions only because I couldn't really yeah. decide where to go, but I, I really did love it. And Michael Keaton is just phenomenal in that role. I mean, he took a what could have been a one-dimensional character and just made him so real and interesting and believable. So good pick, very yeah. good pick. Thank you. Well, my number two is the Avengers. Um, you know, I think Sean Connery and Uma Thurman have never been better. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong Avengers. Sorry about that. Well, because of that Avengers, though, because it was based on the, the old black and white, well, the old TV show from the 60s and 70s, over here in the UK, uh, the Marvel movie was called Avengers Assemble. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, so Avengers slash Avengers Assemble is my number two. Um, I actually just watched it recently with my kids because they had not seen it yet and we're going through the Marvel movies. And it's really just fantastic. Um, and, it, it you know, it did, it, Joss Whedon did an amazing job of tying together all these these characters and and it was just proof of this whole Marvel shared cinematic universe, which you know now sounds like old hat, but really yeah, it, it yeah. just started a few years ago. Uh, they made it work so well and brought these characters together. And what I love the most about it is nobody feels like they're fighting for screen time. You know, somehow yeah, yeah. they managed to fit every character in and, and and give them all their own individual kind of story arcs and character arcs. And um, it, the, the the action scenes are spectacular. The dialogue is great. The humor is fantastic. And uh, it's just a great film from start to finish. No, an excellent choice. The Avengers uh, didn't make my list, but wow. it almost did. Okay. It almost did. I was thinking but, maybe uh, it was your number one. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Yeah, no, I'll no. I'll leave that was, to uh, Thor. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Oh, well, Howard the Duck, actually. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, please do not. <laughs> I just watched Howard the Duck not that long ago. It is not very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my number one then, yeah. So it's not the Avengers. It's a, it's a double whammy. It's You've mentioned what? Part of it. It's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War, because I think I always feel that it's all part of the same story. Sure. It's a continuation. But uh, and I just think because I think they capture well, Civil War, you know, is is like Avengers two point five, wasn't it? Right, so, right. But uh, I just like it for what you said about the Winter Soldier, it was this espionage drama, seventies, you know, kind of three days of the condor kind of feel all wrapped up in a superhero comic book movie. And it was just amazing we get the Winter Soldier. because I, I when I heard about that and the, I was thinking Oh, the Russian, no pun intended, the Russian the Winter Soldier into this. And I was going, they should have waited a bit further down the line, but 
it works so well bringing him in there there and then you got the good action scenes you got the whole thing with shield and hydra it also once captain america winter soldier hit it meant that the first season of uh, agents of shield could finally stop coasting and actually get good which was all another nice little thing. The first, the second half of the first season of Agents of Shield remains some of the best television I've seen in years. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. I haven't, I, I haven't found it to stay at that level of quality. But those last like eight episodes after Captain America: Winter Soldier yeah. were phenomenal. Yeah, when it's just when it kicks in, you're suddenly going, ah, that's why yep. they've been trending more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was very good. And then you have Captain America: Civil War, which is just it just carries on because it's also you know he's trying to find track down Bucky and. It's all wrapped up as well in the whole, you know, the accords they've got to sign. And it's just great. As as you mentioned, though, with the, the Avengers, with like Civil War as well, they have all, so many characters in it, but they all sort of, they just come in, do what they have to do, and then go, because it's still a Captain America story, and I still, I still felt it was. And it's just they come in and go as and when they need to, like a comic book. And I just, I just really love what they did with that. Right. I, I, I like Civil War a lot, but I didn't I didn't like the first half of the film very much. I think the second half, once the big airport battle starts, from then mm-hmm. on out, it's amazing. But I had some real issues with the first the first hour or so of the film. So that's why I didn't make my list. But I do like it very much. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that they work. Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War are a great two-parter. Exactly. I agree. All right. Well, my number one has already appeared on your list. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, For all the reasons you said, it's just so much fun. And it it looks spectacular, but I love the humor in it. I love the characters. I love watching this band of misfits, you know, turn into a family. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, all my favorite Marvel movies sort of have these underlying themes of, you know, whether it's romance or family. Um, To an extent, the Avengers also did that in a way. But the Guardians of the Galaxy really did it the best, I think. And um, it's just amazing. It's a great film. I didn't love the sequel quite as much, but the first one to me is pretty much as perfect as the Marvel Universe gets. So that's my number one. No, excellent choice. I think the sequel probably is going to be one of those ones which will get better on repeated viewings. Yeah, I I expect it probably will, and I'm going to go back and watch it again soon. But uh, for now, it's it's lower down on my list. But also also another nice thing about you mentioned it, the way it looks and everything, the fact space was so colourful. Right. I, right. I really like what they did with that, the, the whole use of colour. I agree. But no, an excellent choice. And I think, uh, yeah, I think both of us had excellent lists there. Yeah, yeah, I like them. But to get in touch, if you want to share your favourite Marvel movies, uh, do you agree with our list or are there any that you th- feel should be on the list that uh, stand out there? Any of the older ones which you, you want to, you know, Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher, <laughs> should that be on somebody's list? Somebody's maybe, but probably not mine. Yeah, but uh, Thomas Jane's The Punisher almost made my list because I really did like his Yeah, it's his okay. Film. Yeah. I'm not a huge but, but fan. That, as a whole, it's sort of, the film itself though isn't that great, but I liked him as The Punisher. Yeah, right, and, right, right, yes. And the bits with him in the uh, in the room he's staying, in the flat the apartment he's staying, and I liked all those bits. Right. The main, the main plot sort of was a bit lacking. Yes, I agree. All right, well, cool. That's going to wrap up our, our lists then, and that's going to bring us to the close of this week's mini episode. Uh, as always, we would like to thank you greatly for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. In my opinion, there's been Tom Holland just nails it as both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I like and the fact I'm sorry, that, but I, I just, it's not like you're going to say Tom Hardy for a second. And I like a big show. Oh, yeah. As him being, as being like, well, Mr. Stark, do you expect <laughs> me to wear your Spider-Man suit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine that? He's so, oh. so awesome. Oh, well, the vulture. I see you've yeah. come, and now you're going to face the penance. Yeah.
There's, there's no way I can get this school project done in time. <laughs> exactly. You expect me to turn in a paper on a school night? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Can I come to your party? No, now you're doing somebody else. I don't know who that was. Hello. That was not, that was not Tom Hardy. I realized it was sort of like a, a German techno yeah. DJ. That one, <laughs> party, party. Can I just say yeah. the way you say Bucky because of your accent, it sounds like, like to me, it sounds like Bookie. Like the person who takes your bets. Oh, yeah, and yeah. So when Bucky. you said Captain America was looking for Bookie, and I was like, I don't think Captain America Bucky, gambles because yeah. he is true blue, my friend, and yeah. he would not gamble. When you say you say Bookie. I say Bucky. Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Bucky. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, you say, and you'd say it more like Bookie. Say Bucky. Oh, yeah, I've never thought about it. I'm saying it like Bucky. Right. Yeah. It's a subtle book. difference, but with, with you know, again, yeah. just, just for a second, it was like Captain America is looking for his Bookie, and I'm like, no, he's not. Captain America doesn't do that stuff. That's the new Captain America film, Captain America and the Crippling Gambling Dance. <laughs> I'd go see that in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> he owed back in the, you know, back John just before the war, he owed some. He owed a guy five dollars, but because of interest, interest now he owes him oh, like yeah. seventeen million, and the guy's like grandkid yeah. is out to collect. How much is that? What got I get you, Captain America? What is that voice you keep going to? I don't know. I don't either. Oh boy. <laughs>